What is up, everybody? Welcome into this Friday episode of Flippin' Bats. One day before we head to Seattle for the All-Star Game. But for now, we got a lot to talk about. Things that make you go, hmm? It is a Friday staple, and it's always a lot of fun. We got a great tale of the tape for a great weekend series. This one is going to be an absolute blast. AL Central X Factors. A lot of stuff to talk about. Let's get to it. Fly ball onto the track. At the wall. It's gone. Home run. Turns on a ball. Deep right field. And what a game. What a moment. What is up, my friends? Happy Friday to everybody. Happy Friday to you, Alex. Oh, thank you. Let's see a bat's distance away. I'm watching you over here just flapping, getting ready to swing the bat at any moment. Is this, I, it's going to be a fun one, but I'm also this a little is on our, edge. Uh, this is our last one in studio before we head up to Seattle. Tomorrow. Leaving tomorrow, getting up there Saturday. Got a lot going on Sunday. I think Sunday we're in the Space Needle. This is what you were telling me yesterday. Yeah. You said that we're doing Space Needle, Gumwall, Seattle tour. We're going to have a special guest with us that we won't tell you yet. You'll, uh, you'll find out on Sunday. Space Needle Sunday is what Space the people are calling it. I think you're just calling it that, Ben. Space Needle Sunday. Alex, you got an early wake up. I think we're there at 7. So. Oh, see I, see, I don't know anything. Thank you, Ben, for being my You know my more than you give yourself. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today. Yes. It is Friday. We got a lot of, a lot of uh, big things happening around the league today. But I think two big things happening yeah. tonight. We got a couple pitching, I don't not debut, one debut, because we got Carlos Rodon making his Yankees, Yankees debut, debut, which has been your kind of big guy for the Yankees. Their, their big pickup this offseason, finally making his debut. That's the only thing that the Yankees did that really changed the course of their team. Yeah. You know, like they got Aaron Judge, but they had Aaron Judge. Now they don't because he's injured. Well, now they don't because he's <laughs> injured. But when you looked at this Yankees team coming into the year, the thought goes to, okay, what are the Yankees? Everyone's they every year you come into the year and it's the Yankees are a World Series favorite, right? And mm -hmm. it's simply because they're the Yankees. But when you really dove into what this team is, it's okay. They got the best hitter on the planet back because they signed them to a $300 million deal. But what else did they do? What how new is the, how different is this team than the team they got swept by the Houston Astros? It's really not that different. Then you add Carlos Rodon, who is the, the ace of a rotation that they need. Well, they already have their ace. They have Garrett Cole, but they needed that mm -hmm. other arm that could go out there in the playoffs and just dominate for your team. And Carlos Rodon is a guy that can do that. So this team has needed him. They really need him right now. I mean, Aaron Judge being out is just... Heartbreaking. Yeah, I mean, this, this Yankees team is... The offense is... Tough watch, really, without without Aaron Judge. Now they're they are playing a bit better. They were on they were really bad for a while there. But Carlos Rodon is the big offseason acquisition that was not named Aaron Judge. And this team desperately needs him. It didn't look good at the beginning. You know, he went down with his injury and then started to come back and was feeling pain they in said his it was back. Chronic. chronic back pain and like didn't know how to pitch through it and had to learn like mechanically how to deal yeah. with it. All of that aside. He now makes his debut. He's looked good in his minor league rehab starts. He threw three and two-thirds scoreless the other day. 
Carlos Rodon, New York Yankee, number two in the rotation guy. He's making his debut tonight, so I will be locked in there. And then we have another arm. Hopefully, this is going to be his preseason debut, you could say. <laughs> Re-Alanoah. He had a really tough start to the season, got set had kind of a disastrous outing in rookie ball. Then kind of. I, I, I'm trying to be nice here. Two okay? and two-thirds, 11 nice. earned runs. Catch as much, it was as, much as a disaster as you could okay. possibly have as a pitcher. Had a bit of a, a comeback outing after yes. that, and, and now he's back up to the big leagues. What are you expecting to see from him? You think he's back? No. Did it I, help? Yeah, the last start was great, but I would have liked to see, honestly, I would have liked to see three starts mm. minimum for Alec Manoa in the minor so league. So this is too soon. I just, I, you're telling me the guy was having a terrible year in the big leagues, yeah. really struggling, clearly mentally struggling as well, physically was only able to pitch to one side of the plate consistently. His off-speed stuff didn't look great. The solution in the eyes of the Toronto Blue Jays is let's send him down. We'll send him back to rookie ball, just start from scratch and hope he builds his confidence up. First start down there, you give up 11 earned runs in two and two-thirds, and your confidence goes from down here to non-existent. Like you're, you're not feeling good about yourself. They send you up to double-A. You have one good start, 10 strikeouts on the mound. He looked good. But I, I would love to see more of that. I'm hopeful that Alec Manoa has returned to being the Cy Young caliber pitcher that we've become accustomed to, but... Do I believe that's him now after just one start? I don't. I, I, and I hope he comes up, and it's, I, I really think it's all confidence. I think, I think it's a confidence thing. Mm -hmm. But he needs to come up. And he doesn't need to, but he is. He's now up. He's yeah. going to start. And I hope that one start that – I hope the one start that he had – yeah. In the minor leagues that was successful, yeah. built that confidence. A back. great success after the disaster. Yeah. But I, yeah. look, if I, I, I can speak from a, a batter's perspective, uh -huh. but if I, I would equate what, what Alec Manoa went through as like a, a, a batter being slump. in an 0 for 20, yeah. a 1 for 40 type of slump. So if I'm in that type of slump, it's clearly mental. Yeah. Like I am in nowhere capable of performing where I need to because of how messed up I am in my head. I would equate him having a good start to him going one for his last 40 and then going three for four in a game with, you know, having one good game. Yeah. Am, am I completely back mentally? I'm not. Yeah. But I know that's the next step I need to take. Now Alec Manoa is going to get to take that next step, but it's going to be in the big leagues where all eyes are back on him. I hope it goes well. I yeah, really I hope it goes well for both Radon. Yeah. So, yeah, let's move on to our X Factors. Now, we've been doing this every single week. We are now on to the AL Central. And remember, we're going to go through each team in this division. And these are not necessarily the MVPs or the all-stars of this team, but someone or something that could make or break this team this season. Yes. So let's get started with the Twins. Who is your X Factor? For the Twins, I think their X Factor is Carlos Correa, right? Mm -hmm. He's the huge signing. Yep. With how everything shook out, he was a Met, he was a Giant. No, no, no. Well, the Twins were willing to sacrifice his potential, not sacrificing his health, but sort of look the other direction at what might be years down the road with his health based off to of his To a questionable physical. physical. Correct. Yeah. And say, hey, we want Carlos Correa, the player, right now. Well, Carlos, the, 
Carlos Correa, the player right now that's making a ton of money, has yeah. not necessarily been that player. And they need him to be. Yeah. But I've said this, I've said this a lot. With Carlos Correa, it's all about those big moments. And he's gonna have he's gonna have good seasons. And I'm not I'm not saying this season has been good for Carlos because I I I think he's way better than what he's doing. But Carlos Correa is going to step up more than anybody if they're able to get into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. If, you know, if it's coming down to crunch time down the end of the season and somebody yeah. comes up in a big at bat, Carlos has that clutch gene. And that's a gene you can't teach. So I just I just need him to get going yeah. now, though. That's it. We, we got to see him get going. And it looks like he's started to heat up a little bit over the last week or so. Um, but for me, this Twins team that built themselves around Carlos Correa. Took the shot. Needs Got Carlos. him to come yeah. back. And now he needs to perform. Yeah. 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 So All right. He is my X Factor for the Twins. Moving on to the Guardians. Who is your X Factor? Josh Bell. Again, another guy that they brought in. Let's just step back for a second with this okay. Guardians team. Where are their issues? Well, they kind of lack that other than Jose Ramirez, who's great. They kind of lack that like thump in the lineup, right? They were built around a lot of on-base speed, high contact guys. We just had Steven Kwan on two days ago, mm -hmm. talked about him. The guy hit right at 300 last year in his first season. Um, but Jose, other than Jose Ramirez, where's that like pop coming from? Where's that yeah. thump in the lineup? That guy you're scared of. The guy you're scared, if you make a mistake, he's hitting it out of the yard. Well, you bring in Josh Bell, who was an all-star last year, had a great first half of the year, not a great second half of the year, and the Cleveland Guardians have gotten second half of the season, Josh Bell. Mm. Where's first half of last mm. season, Josh Bell? That's going to be huge for this team. Yep. They can pitch. But Tristan McKenzie, Shane Bieber's not Cy Young Shane Bieber right now, but they have he's, the potential. he's a good major league pitcher. Yes, he is. Where's that thump in the lineup? It needs to come from Josh Bell because it's not going to come from the Stephen Kwans of the world. We know he's not going to hit you 20 homers in a yeah. year. It's not going to come from the Ahmed Rosarios of the of the team. He's not going to hit you 20 in a year, 30 in a year. You need Josh Bell to be the all-star player he was. And if he can be that guy, this Guardians team that we saw surprise so many people in the playoffs last year, this Guardians team goes from good young team to Really capable, exciting team, but they haven't been doing that so far this year, and Josh Bell hasn't been performing very well this year either. All right, moving on to your Detroit Tigers. Who is their X Factor? My man, Torque. Spencer Torkelson, the number one overall pick. Mm -hmm. He's hit everywhere he's been. Everywhere Spencer Torkelson goes, he hits. Arizona State. Yep. Every level of the minor leagues. He just tears the cover off of the ball. And I would say his big league career to this point, though very early, and he's still very young, I would say has been a bit underwhelming in the eyes of what the fan base was expecting. Now, we've seen glimpses of it. Yeah. And there's not many bigger Spencer Torkelson fans out there than I am. Yep. I will believe in him until the end. But it's just, I, I think, and this is, I think, I think these answers change a bit as we push towards the bottom of the division. Uh huh. You know, up at the top, it's the X factor is going to be a, a 
a, a talent a that may can really make or break winning or losing. Yeah. Are the Tigers going to win the division this year? Are the Tigers going to make the playoffs? No. no. And Spencer Torkelson won't have a won't be able to sway the needle there. But when you invest in somebody as much as they invest in Spencer Torkelson, and I could have gone a Riley Green here. I think yeah. those two almost go hand in hand, Spencer Torkelson and Riley Green. You, you want to see the flashes of greatness. I would love to see Torque build off of the year he had last year and hit around 250, 260 this year with the power numbers creeping up there. And then you look and you're even more excited for that next year. Instead of thinking, and I'm not, I'm not thinking this, but did, did we miss on our first rounder, right? I don't think so. And I think it's okay. way too young to have that conversation. And I think he shows flashes of greatness. I just want to see more of it. I want to see Torque be Torque. And for me, this Tigers, if the Tigers want to succeed in the next three to five years, it's going to have to be because Spencer Torkelson is an all-star player. Okay, that's fair. Now, you mentioned things kind of change as you move lower down in the division. So I'm curious, who or what is your X factor for the White Sox? This one comes pretty quickly to my mind. Yeah. It's, it's the pitching rotation, mm. the starting pitching rotation. Okay. That's fair. When the White Sox were good just a few years ago and made the playoffs, they were built around a rotation with Lucas Giolito, Lance Lynn, Dylan Cease, and they had dominant pitching. They have those same pitchers still, and it's Ugh. just like Lance Lynn is not the same Lance Lynn anymore. No. Lucas Giolito went from having that really good year to having a bad year to coming back up a little. And now it's, there are so many question marks in a rotation that was, was once what they were built off of. Yeah. So there's a few directions you could go in with the White Sox. I think one is, one is clearly starting rotation. Two, I think you could go with like health. I think they've end up, <laughs> ended up with a lot of health issues. The White Sox, X Factor. Health. Health. <laughs> they, they end yeah, up yeah. with so many injuries. New, new sponsor. Um, but I end up going with the rotation just because if the White Sox want to be good, they need to have that rotation led by Cy Young pitcher. That's what they need Dylan Cease to be. Cy yeah. Young Dylan Cease, Lucas Giolito, Lance Lynn needs to get back to being Lance Lynn and go from there. But I have concerns. Okay. Yeah, as you should. I think uh, fans do as well. So let's get to the final. X-Factor Central, Kansas City Royals, what is it? It's whoever the hell they draft in the first round this year. Okay. I, I mean, seriously. Right. I, I, yeah. And they have the eighth pick. You know, if we had sat, yes, eighth overall pick on Sunday, we'll be up there. Maybe mm -hmm. Alex's name will get called. Who knows? In the draft. Me? Yeah. Fair. Maybe. That'd be funny. Maybe the maybe the Royals will take you. <laughs> Put me in, Coach. You're ready. So I just there aren't like let's step back to last year. I yeah. look at last year and you look at the bad teams in the Royals, the Tigers, the Reds. Mm -hmm. There were the Pirates. There were a lot of teams you could point to and say bad, but hope. Yeah. The Tigers are on. The Tigers like they have their. Two, I think Torque and Green at least caused some excitement there. But with the Royals, yeah. Okay, I Bobby Witt Jr. Good. Where's the Where's the hope? I, I mean, you have your top prospects, but 
they're not close. And it's frustrating. And their pitching staff is is abysmal. Mm -hmm. So the the Royals X factor is how are they gonna draft? Who are they gonna draft? And can they get it right? Okay. And that's pretty simple to me. I can't sit here and say their X factor is Bobby Witt. We know Bobby Witt is good. We know if the Royals are good in five years, yeah. that it's going to be because Bobby Witt is an all-star player and playing great. It's not going to be because of anything else. They are because of him. Yeah. They need more, a lot more. And it starts on Sunday with yeah. the Major League Baseball draft and who they take at number eight. I think it's interesting because this whole AL Central needs more. I feel like this entire division could get a little boost, but here's your X Factors. And I, this, is, this is the first time that for two teams, you haven't done a specific player, but a situation. Whole or rotation. a whole rotation. A whole, whole rotation draft. and a situation. So, yeah. yeah, there we have it. I'm excited just thinking ahead yeah, here. I'm excited down. for uh, whatever I come up with for the Oakland A's because I'm not quite I, sure. I, like, what, what would you even do? I... I don't even want to speculate. Like, let this be a surprise. I have my thoughts. Can we let it be a surprise? Oh, it will be a surprise, yes. Okay. It's going to probably make us go, hmm. Which leads us to our next segment, things that make you go, hmm. Just a queen of transitions Thank over there. Thank you. you Let's get started with one of our favorite rookies. Ellie De La Cruz homers after a bat check. This was awesome. And this just makes me like Ellie even more. I, I'm a huge fan. I think he's. I think the world is right yeah. now. So, Ellie comes up to the plate, and the umpire grabs his, checks his bat. Yeah. And is questioning if, questioning its legality. Because no, it was, it almost looked like there was like a like a rubber piece or yeah, something so on a, the bottom of the a, bat. It's a, um, it's a, it's basically something you put on the end of your bat knob. Is that to protect your hand uh, for like what like trout? No, just I had I had one of these as well. Okay. It, you put it on the end of your bat knob, and then you can get all the data on your phone or on a computer. It's like a it's a technology oh. bat track. Okay. It can get your swing speed, your launch angle, your Got bat it. angle, all of that. It does everything. It's actually great, but you don't see you really don't see guys take it up in a game. Okay. Ellie did it. They made him take it off. Yeah. And then from what I heard, Major League Baseball called in. It was like, hey, completely legal. Yeah. It's good to go. You didn't need to take that off. He goes back up there in the Ooh. fifth inning with it on his bat. Yeah. Hits a 455-foot home run, looks to the <laughs> opposing dugout, and taps the end of the bat saying, what, do you want to check again? Or basically, here it is. Yeah. Look at this. I mean, that stuff, that's... That's star stuff right it, that's there. That's legendary. That's that's like calling your home run before you hit the home run. You heard it here first. Ellie yeah. is Babe Ruth. At <laughs> I love it. All right. Our next things that make you go, hmm, we are staying with Ellie De La Cruz. This is more of a things that make you go, hmm, for us, but hmm, for him. Ellie De La Cruz declined his invitation to the Home Run Derby because he wants to focus on this season. Yeah, look, the, the Home Run Derby is a very... Uh, Consuming? No, it's what's the word I'm looking for? It's not controversial. It's a... Um, well, we've, we've heard a lot of guys, it 
takes them off their swing for like weeks or months after they participate. Yeah. It's so a, there's a little bit of a stigma with it. Basically, you can, you can hurt your swing. Without being able to think of the word right now, okay. because I'm a non-intellectual and it took me eight years to graduate college. Did it really? But only because I got drafted after my junior year. So later. give me some give uh -huh. me some slack. It's it's a polarizing topic amongst players. We'll go with that. Okay. Because because what happens for these players you either are for or against doing it in season, right? Yeah. You, you grow up hearing, well, it's going to mess up your swing. Well, does it? And, and it can. It kind of depends on your swing, right? Like if Luis Arise went in the home run derby, it would completely change his swing. Yeah. And But even more than that, it's, it's mental. If you feel uncomfortable or like it might get you out of your comfort zone with your swing, don't do it. Yeah. And if you feel comfortable doing it, then it's obviously completely fine. and But there's just like all these examples of players. Bobby Abreu, I was at the home run. Bobby Abreu had one of the craziest performances in home run derby history. And he was having a fantastic first half of the season. And after his historic performance in the mm -hmm. derby, he was terrible. Well, yeah, in the think about half. it. Like when you're taking batting practice, you're at the plate. You're not swinging for the fences every single at bat. You're trying to put the ball in play, hit it down the line, hit it down the center, hit it down third base. Like then you try to hit some out out of the ballpark. Every single swing is all of your energy to try to hit this ball out of the ballpark. Of course, it's gonna yeah. mess you up in it's some definitely situation. Different. But they're all like again. I will say I I get it, but. They're professional. Just because you swing one way that time doesn't yeah. mean that's your new swing. Like you could get right back in the cage and start hitting your same swing you've done your whole life, and you'll be fine. Either, yeah. Regardless, I wish Ellie was involved. I said the other day, I think Ellie Ellie De La Cruz needs to be at the All Star game one way or the other. Obviously, he hadn't played enough games to be an All Star, but I, I would have loved to see him in the Home Run Derby. Major League Baseball got it. They understood that. And yeah. they extended the invite. And very fairly, Ellie said, I'm just going to, I just got up here. I'm going to focus on myself, my swing. Completely fine. Completely understandable. Yeah. It just, it does. It makes me go, hmm. Yeah. It's unfortunate because he is one of the bright, he's only been in the big leagues now for what? Is it a month? A month? Yeah. Maybe. But he's one of the most electric and captivating players since he's been up here. He's completely turned the Reds around. So, in that sense, of course, you want a star at the All-Star Game and the Home Run Derby participating, but you have to respect this. He's only been here about a month, and yeah. for him, if this is how he feels, it's a smart move, and yeah. I respect it. Bobby Breu hit six home runs the entire second half after that insane home run And how run many did he have hit? the first half? 18. Like 18? He had 18 in 18 the first going half, in, and six then... Six in the second half. Yeah. So, I mean, there are, like, legitimate... There's, like, there's, like facts. Here you go. Facts, research, uh, right? Yeah. Is that the right word? Alex, yeah. I'm going to need you to be the one that comes up with <laughs> are the, we both, the words. Are we both, yeah, having, we're both having trouble with words today? That's okay. Words I, are hard, but we're going to keep talking through ball, it. I throw ball, hit ball, run. <laughs> you help me. Help me. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, let's talk about some beer. Let's move on to our next things that make you go, you can do that hmm, too. all right. Uh, David Bernard sent Clayton Kershaw beer. Explain so, why. Monday's episode, we talked all about the All-Star game. Who's mm -hmm. involved? Who isn't? Who are the big snubs? Well, this this thing that makes you go, hmm, involves multiple of those. Clayton Kershaw, named to the All-Star game. 
Also ended up hitting the IL like I was worried yeah, about. Yeah, you predicted that. So he is not going to be pitching in the All-Star game. One of the big snubs I was referencing, David Bednar. He ends up getting in as the replacement for Clayton Kershaw. Now, the best part of this story is the two teams were facing each other, right? The Pirates were facing the Dodgers when this happened. So what did David Bednar do? He sent a case of beer over to Clayton Kershaw's locker. It was Iron City Light, a Pittsburgh beer, and he wrote him a letter basically saying, thank you, here's some beer. Just a great story. I love this. Kershaw deserved to get in, did get in, went on the IL, so he's not going to pitch. They find a replacement. It's the biggest snub of of all the relief pitchers for sure. He gets in, sends him beer, and he says afterwards, this is beyond all of my wildest dreams. I'm so blessed to have this opportunity. And that's David Bednar being only the sixth reliever in Pirates history to be named to multiple All-Star games, which is really cool. And I love a moment like that. That was cute. Timing was perfect. I don't know why. Hearing you say that made me see. You said I love a moment like that. It made me want to sing in a moment like this. (laughs) Some some people people wait. We're not going to do it. Okay. Let's move on to our next things that make you go. Hmm. My singing. Yeah. Well, that's like. hmm. I was in select. No. What? I was in select choir back in my day. I was also in choir. By this. I could have at least gotten a golden ticket on American Idol back when it was like. <laughs> okay, you know. this is uh, this is going to be a challenge for another episode. We are going to pick a song, and you are going to I, sing oh, I have it my here song on Flippin' Bats. Okay, I have my song. All right, you raise me up, Josh Groban. It hits. Okay, well, all we got to we got to get it cleared and, and see what song we can have you sing and change some words so we can actually play it on the episode. But this is <laughs> happening. Good point. You heard it here first. Ben yeah. is going to sing us an American Idol audition on Flippin' Bats, and we will be the judge if he yes. gets the golden ticket. We'll have maybe Buck out here, Rego, me, a couple other people decide if you're good enough to move on. Oh, I love oh, this I so much. Okay. It's, it will be an honor and a privilege to perform in front of <laughs> For you, you guys. <laughs> all right. Next things that make you go, hmm. We've touched on this yesterday a bit, but Dusty Baker's handling of Yanir Diaz's situation. I, I just, I don't understand what Dusty's doing. Like, he was on my team of the month. Yep. The entire month of June, he was the best catcher in the game of baseball. And now, fast forward to this this month. You don't really have to fast forward very long. Yeah. Andrew Diaz is tearing the cover off the ball. He hit two homers in a game earlier this week. And it just, the handling, look, Dusty Baker, World Series champion manager, in case you haven't heard, I'm not. I'm just I just talk about baseball and I'm confused of the handling of Diaz. And here. so were the fans. That was a fan question that we got yesterday. Oh, yeah. Also asked every time I tweet a homer of his, the questions become like, well, why isn't he playing? You like him more than Dusty Baker does. And I Martin Maldonado is the answer here. And we did talk about this yesterday. Pitchers love throwing to him. He's great behind the plate. He's great throwing out runners. He's a He's a better defensive catcher. He's a better caller of a game. But when you have a guy producing offensively like this, just play him more. I'm not saying put him behind the plate every game, but don't let him sit the bench. DH him mm-hmm. every every day until until or if or when he cools off. You know, like I just I haven't understood the handling of him since the beginning of June. I've needed him to play more. 
There's got to be something we don't know, though, because pitchers love certain catchers to throw to. They call the game. They feel comfortable with them. So it has to be – you have to imagine it has to be something like that. Maybe he right? stole Dusty Baker's sandwich, a pre-made sandwich, and he went in and took it. What? He pissed him off somehow. No. 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 His toothpick. No. He took his toothpick. No. All right, let's move on to our final things that make you go, hmm. Fulmer getting an at-bat for the Cubs. Michael Fulmer, good friend of mine, friend of the pod, played together in the Tigers organization, having a fantastic year mm -hmm. for the Cubbies, by the way. But what he is not very good at is hitting. He got his first at bat. The, really, I, I can't remember the last pitcher to hit not named Shohei Otani. Maybe it's happened this year, but I don't think so. Michael Fulmer comes in. They lose the D, the Cubs lose the DH spot. He took over for Drew Smiley and entered the lineup when the Cubs lost their DH by having Christopher Morrell take over for uh, Nick Madrigal at third. So Fulmer had to hit. It didn't go well. Struck out. He didn't make contact. Hit a foul ball. Had to run down the line. Ended up punching out on some heat up in the zone. Yeah, just overmatched. But he's having a great year at the, on, on the mound, and that's what matters. Yeah. But Fulmer, come on, man. Oh. Come on, man. Needed be, I, needed a, I needed a more competitive at bat. I needed a more competitive at bat. That's all I'll say. You had to clip that and send it to him. Oh, I'll clip. <laughs> he's going to hear it. No, he, don't give him a hard time. He's going to hear about this. He's, he, do, he's doing his best. But yeah, definitely clip that and send it to him. And I want to hear his doing his to you. best. What are yeah. we giving him a participation it's trophy for his... striking out? It's not his everyday situation. Nor will it ever be. And no, it won't. It's not his focus. He goes up and hits a homer. Next thing you know, the Cubs are thinking, "Hey, okay, we got maybe a, we'll do that we again." We got an emergency DH here. Now he's ruined it for every pitcher on the no, run. They'll never get in a stop. Don't don't put that much kind of he's pressure throwing on him. so great. I love I love Fulmer. He's throwing so great this year. Start with that. When you clip it off, start with that clip and then send them the no. other. I'm disappointed. I'm going to start with what a brutal at bat, buddy. <laughs>
I watch them in disbelief. There's not a soft spot in the lineup. There's not a single spot you can let up. And you think it might come where it comes for every team at seven, eight, nine in the lineup. But they have Michael Harris, who was unbelievable, and Orlando Arcia, who's an all-star and the starting shortstop yep. for the National League in the all-star game. The Braves lineup is unbeatable right yep. now, especially right now. So I went Braves. I also went Braves. Uh, you said I don't believe the numbers if they're not in first. Well, the numbers have them in first or second in almost every single offensive category. I'll go through them. They are second in runs per game, but they are first in home runs, extra base hits, average, slugging, OPS, OBP. So, yeah, it's. If there was a team that you were going to pick over them, it could be Tampa because they're kind of like neck and neck and second yeah. and third in most of those categories. But Braves are first in majority of these offensive statistics. All right, we agree. Let's move on to defense. Who you got? I have the Rays. I, I think they're really good defensively. Mm -hmm. Wander Franco at shortstop. Jose Siri out in center field. Really fast, good arm out there. Just kind of all over the field. You look around and and they're good defensively. I think I think. I think Randy's probably an average defender out in the outfield, but everywhere, everywhere else, I just feel like you look around and they just play great, clean defense. Mm -hmm. They're a clean defensive baseball team. They do everything well. I went with the Rays. Do you have numbers behind? Who'd you go I with? I do have numbers, and I also went with the Rays. Oh, great. I feel even better about yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Cool. I think their defense has also been a big reason that they have been able to be the best team in Major League Baseball throughout the entire season up until this point. I mean, you're we're literally looking at one and two neck and neck. Braves have gone on a crazy stretch. So as you had them in power rankings, they, they bumped up one this week right over Tampa Bay. But yeah, when you're comparing the, the numbers between these two teams, uh, the Braves have the fourth best fielding percentage in baseball compared to 26th, which is the Braves. And then they have the fourth fewest. Rays have the fourth fewest errors committed and Braves have... 24th fewest. So if, if you're going to like comparable numbers, it's it's definitely the Rays have the better defense. I'm going to, we're going to get you on the advanced analytics defense trend. Cool. Soon. Cool. Soon. I know you hate my stats. Okay. Let's move on to <laughs> manager. Which manager are you taking? You know, I think this is going to surprise you. I went with the Rays. What are you looking you at? You have like? given me such a hard time all season for picking Kevin Cash. As my manager, whenever we're doing Tampa Bay in this tale of the tape, what? I really, I, I've been saying all year long. Okay. That Coming over to the dark side. I don't think Kevin Cash is a bad manager. I just think he's just like, I think he's the guy just putting, plugging the pieces together and letting the machine that is the Tampa Bay Rays organization go. I really, really respected the decision he made with Wander Franco a couple weeks ago when he benched him for basically just being immature. We never found out. We never heard the real answer. Which is smart. That which means is they, good. Which means they keep it tight. It's an internal right. thing. Ali but... Marmol with the Cardinals can learn a thing or two. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. He was asked why he's not playing, and he just said, basically, he was acting immature, and yeah. I'm going to leave it at that. Nobody heard anything of it. He comes back two days later. He sat out two games and he mm -hmm. hit a homer his first game back. Um, both of these, both of these managers are very good. And you know, to be quite honest with you, I, 
we before we do a tale of tape, if you're watching, there's a beautiful graphic up on the wall, right? The whole thing looks great. It's in the wall. It's back behind us. There's our faces on the wall. There's each side. So we have to text our picks into the producers like the night before. And we don't see each other's picks. Yeah. I had Brian Snitker typed out at least three times. I had Kevin Cash typed out two times oh, and so deleted. Oh, you went back and forth. And then the third time is the one I hit send. All right. I just, and, it, and I think they're both, they're both good managers. I just, you know. I mean, when you're, you have two managers that are obviously managing the two best teams in baseball right now, but I, I've said this all season, every single time that we've done tail of the tape and we have Tampa Bay in here and I have taken Kevin Cash every single time that we have done this, the way that he has, and you said, maybe he just plugs the pieces in and lets the machine do its, do its work. That is also a great manager, knowing your role, knowing how much these players need, knowing just a little, a little help, maybe a little assistant, maybe taking a step back, whatever it is, it's finding that balance. And he has found that. And they have been at the top of major league baseball the entire season. So we both have Kevin Cash. I don't. Yep. Just because he. Okay. Okay. Yep. You know, like. Here we go we again. Now, co- now you're going against me. Now because I picked him again. Am I going now to Brian Snicker here? Me. No, my only, no, the only thing about like the, the guy that just plugs the pieces in and it lets it go and saying the manager's. But he doesn't. Of- you just said the situation that he took, took care of, kept it under wraps, and then everything was fine. It's handling personalities. These are millionaire I get it but like the the guy that walks into the factory in the morning and pushes the button to turn it all on and make that's it work That's not what he is. He is way more. I was just saying in response to your I know I'm arguing against be, myself. You are arguing against yourself right now, okay? <laughs> I was gosh, let's piggyback on that. Okay, let's move on to starters. Who you got? Um starting pitching, Atlanta Braves. Mm-hmm. Spencer Strider, Max Freed coming back. I think Max Freed is like do you have the I do I have the matchups yeah can yeah you let's me? go through okay so Friday Charlie Morton Tyler Glass now who you taking that's a good matchup I know that's a good matchup who you taking you have Morton who's eight and three with 3.57 ERA Glass now's two and two with 4.5 ERA I don't know I just Glass this is Tyler Glass now's spring training I'll it take is. Charlie Morton same okay so Saturday Spencer Strider Versus Bradley. Who you taking? Yeah, Taj Bradley. Spencer Taj Strider. Bradley. I'm taking Spencer Strider. Yeah, same. Yeah. Uh, Sunday, you have Bryce Elder versus Zach Eflin. Bryce Elder. All-star. Yeah. So. Yeah, I went, I went with the Atlanta Braves here. I think yeah. the Braves the Braves rotation is very, very good. And this is, they're not even going to have Max Fried in this no. weekend series. Max Fried is a Cy Young caliber pitcher when healthy. I just think top to bottom. I, I get caught up when I when I answer these. I think whole rotation. I don't even look at the matchups, which I probably should do. But I just in terms of the whole team. That's what you got me for. The Braves rotation is the answer for me. I went Braves. I did too, because I went through the matchups, and I also believe that the Braves are going to take the starters are going to do better on the Braves side of things. Right. Okay, finally wrapping things up with the bullpen. Who are you taking? I went with the Atlanta Braves here as well. The Braves have the third best bullpen ERA. We agreed on every single one this week. Third best bullpen ERA in baseball. Damn I it. know that. Okay. They're nasty back there. I they love are. the Braves bullpen. Rysel Iglesias lights out. Mm-hmm. Alex went Braves too. I did go Braves too. So we're on we did we went identical. We did. So okay. Do you want to take the Rays here? Because I'll take the Braves. You don't have to. It you know what? 
you've done that before. I just where I'll like you let, let you me take you I'll let take me out. take who I picked more of, and you took the other team because we got to make this fair. So yeah, you know what? Oh man, I really I I think the Braves are going to take the series. No, no, make your make your pick. The Rays are at home. That's a, that's a good thing for you. That is a good thing. I think the Braves are going to win, but I'll take Tampa. No, for no, the no, best. I don't. I'll, want you to I'll do take that. it for the betting. I don't want you to do that. It's fine. You've taken one for the team before. I'll take one for the team. I want you to believe. I can believe. I want you to believe. I can believe. I want you to believe the Rays. Are I can win. believe. I think the Braves pitching is going to do so much better, and that's. That's going to be the tough thing. And the Braves are on an insane run right now. I want, in case you guys haven't heard, there's a we're wagering our pinky. No, we're not. This hey, we haven't picked and what we're when wagering when I'm chopping yet. your pinky off at the end of the year, I don't want it to be look back and say, well, she she picked, she wanted the Braves that one series, but went went for the Rays. Okay, then I'm going to, I'll do Braves. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, we both, we both think- took Braves. So this will be a wash of a week then for the betting purposes wow, of things. You just switched. Wash of a week. What? All right. Uh, that was Tale of the Tape, right? That's yeah. It? Or is that and it? And that's it. Is that it, it? Yeah. We're going to Seattle? We're going to Seattle tomorrow. Wow. We thrive on wild. the road. We do Things, so well on the road. We, flipping bats thrives. That's a tongue. Flipping bats thrives. Flipping bats. Flipping bats thrives, thrives on flipping the bats road. Thrives. Flipping, flipping bats, bats thrives. thrives on thread. <laughs> Follow us on thread for the whole for the whole journey. In case you haven't heard of threads. Man. We're all over it these days. You're off new, the rails. New social media app. It's great. Uh, make sure you subscribe everywhere you listen to your podcast. Apple, Spotify, wherever. We're there. Rate it five stars if you're listening right now. Rate it five stars. That helps. Free to do that. We're also on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Threads, and yeah. YouTube at Flippin' Bads Pod for all of them. Thank you all for listening. Alex and I are packing up. And we're heading to Seattle. We will see you all from Seattle for a bunch of great all-star game festivities and everything surrounding it. Until Until that, my friends, Saturday with Smoltz. Tomorrow, we talked all about the Angels and their current situation with Shohei Otani and everything going on there. He had some great insight. So until tomorrow, my friends, this has been another episode of Flippin' Bats. Peace.